Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Right, right now, this is the Rich Eisen Show. They're coming for your souls. I keep saying it over and over and over again. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They're not only coming for your souls, they are coming to mess you up. Not just beat you, but dispatch you. That's the Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis, ESPN NFL analyst Robert Griffin III. Coming up, Bills running back James Cook. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on the Roku channel. If you missed the first two hours, Jay Billis breaking down the NBA draft and just... Uh, I mean, he throws around um, compliments like the ones that he gave in regards to Victor Wembanyama, like the proverbial manhole covers. He rarely speaks in the manner in which he did about Wembanyama. And if you missed that and his stance on how he would take the 19-year-old Wembanyama over the 18-year-old LeBron James in this year's draft, if you missed all of that, and if you missed Robert Griffin III, talking um, about the state of affairs um, in Buffalo, as we will about to hit uh, in brief with an actual Buffalo Bill, James Cook, uh, in a second. If you missed Robert Griffin III on DeAndre Hopkins and his potential future, um, then stay right where you are. As soon as this hour is over, we re-air on the Roku channel, Channel 210. We say hello to our terrestrial, Sirius XM, and Odyssey listening audiences, our podcast listeners who are listening whenever you darn well please. It's your right um, when you are listening on demand, video on demand, that's also something that you can get through our Roku channel relationship through the Rich Eisen Show collection. There's our YouTube page and, of course, our podcast where all podcasts are acquired. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. And joining us right here on the Rich Eisen Show is the man atop the running back depth chart in Buffalo as we currently speak going into the um, final throws of the month of June. He is none other than James Cook, formerly of Georgia football, now of the Buffalo Bills organization. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, James? How you doing, Rick? I'm great. Uh, before getting into uh, what's going on with your team and yourself and everything else going on, I do want to jump in real quick with something that I saw on Twitter yesterday about what you are doing next Tuesday um, and what you are doing about heading to Harlem Renaissance High School for their graduation. What are you doing next Tuesday, James Cook? Uh, I'm speaking to the kids, like, about my story and, like, how my life has changed playing football and, you know, being good people. And, I mean, I just want to give back and just tell a story to kids that probably don't have parents in their lives or, you know, that father figure or, or, or goddess. So, you know, I just wanted to tell my story. But how did you hear about – Did I don't believe you went to this uh, school, correct, James? No, sir. So – how did you hear about this school and wanted to, and, and wind up being their commencement address speaker at graduation next week? Um, so my agent, his um his his like aunt is like the the owner or the principal of the school, so mm-hmm. I, she wanted me to talk and you know give a, a, a brief speech about me and my like life and how I, how I grew up. And uh, the school, the school reached out to you, um, and you're 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 pitching in, pretty much. Yes, sir. Okay. So, what is? Can you give me a glimpse? Like, what what are you gonna like? What part of your story do you want to pass along to them, James? Uh, you know, just how I 
grew up coming out of high school, you know, like how my mom raised us, like, you know, just stuff that they need to know that help them in life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be – are you writing it out? You're going to speak off the dome? What do you got for me, James? What do you got? Yeah, I got a little – I got a little speech, but I'm going I'm to I'm say it off the, off the dome. Okay. All right, very good. Show off your, your, your improvisational skills. I get it. <laughs> yes, sir. Fantastic. Okay. Well, um, I look forward to, to hearing about that speech a little bit more. Um, I've got James Cook of the Buffalo Bills here on the Rich Eisen Show. So let's just jump in um, about your role. What is your role going to be with the Buffalo Bills this year from what you understand right now? James? Um, obviously, RB1. So, you know, you know, just try to come in and just do, do what I do. You know, just change the game. Like, my versatility, like catching out of the backfield, you know, pass blocking. You know, just, just try to do what I can do to help the team win games and, and hopefully win a Super Bowl. And RB1 meaning what? You start the game? I mean, how many... Do you, have you get, gotten an indication about touches, about, um, you know, how much you're going to be uh, yeah. out there, James? Oh, that come in preparation and practice, you know. RB1 is, is running back one, so, you know, I'm going out there first, obviously. So, you know, I'm just – it's come in practice, you know. But I come in and do and camp, and, you know, I'm, I'm ready to work. And, you know, this is a, a, a big step and a goal in my life that – so I, I wanted to accomplish, you know, being running back one in the NFL, you know, and just do what I can do to, like I said, help my team win games and hopefully get Super Bowl. Okay. So um, what's your goal this year? Have you written them down somewhere? Yeah, my, your of goal? Course. My goal is to, is to be a, a all pro pro bowler, you know, like my brother, you know, hopefully being a pro bowler with him one day. What about your brother? Um, is it possible? Do you think your brother joins you in Buffalo, James? What do you think? Uh, I think I think that'll be a little hard. That'll be a bit hard, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Is that because you don't want to give up number four to him? Is that what you're saying, James? Nah, he he, he can't get number four. Because <laughs> you took it, right? You took it. Yeah, yeah, I went, I went and earned it. <laughs> okay, so there's really, in your estimation, no, because I, I, again, I understand, you know, you have your role there or whatever, but I imagine, do you have a, you have, you have a goal or a dream that both of you one day do play together on a team, James? Yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be that'd be good, you know, get to learn from him, you know, well, already learn from him, get to learn more things from him, just being in the same him. You know, that'll be pretty cool one day. But do you think he winds up in the same division? How about that, James? Let's go there. What do you think for me it's on possible. that? It's possible. It's possible. You never know. Okay. All right. And so then how many, you know, then then, then I guess you got to get one of those split jerseys, right? That's what you'd have to do two times a year. <laughs> I've seen those. Okay. James Cook here on the Rich Eisen Show. What, what can you tell Bill's Nation uh, Mafia? about Stefan Diggs and what happened last week that might cause help help them uh, potentially put their heads on their football pillows a little bit better. James. Um, you know, I I, I kind of don't get into what they got going on, but you know, Diggs is also a great player, you know, a great leader, you know, some some someone that the team look up to, you know. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't no no big commotion with the team, you know, he just had to get understanding, I guess. And they moved forward with it. Now we're ready to play football. Okay, so just to, again, it's, it's, I don't know if you're Bluetoothing in your car or something, but when you said what happened last week, you, you said it wasn't too much of a commotion. What did you say right there, James? Yes, it wasn't too much of a commotion, you know, because I, I, I honestly don't know what, what transpired that, but got, Things got better, and things up, and now we're ready to go. Okay, so you don't think whatever did occur last week when toe meets ball, training camp, September, th- there won't be any issue? Is you is your... oh, no, no, sir. We're okay. we ready to go. Okay. 
And um, so, because I, I, by the way, just so you you know, I love Diggs. I love that guy. Yeah, I love, that's I love, my guy. I love Diggs too. Well, what do you, what do you love about him, James? Oh, you know, just 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 about the competitiveness he got in him. You know, he's a dog. Um, one of the top receivers in the NFL. And, I mean, also a good teammate, you know. That's what people don't see, you know, each and every day. Well, and, again, you know, we in the media always talk distraction this and, and this is a problem that. I mean, I'll, I'll be straight up with you about last hour of my show. We spent about 15 minutes talking about it, about whatever happened in January still being a problem in June could stand to reason that it will be a problem in September and October. How do you, how do you, how do you hit that one, James? I don't think it would be a problem. Okay. All very good. So what's uh what do we we get you guys in the Super Bowl? So what's going to happen this year? Let's go there. Hopefully, hopefully we uh, you know. Okay. We got to go on camp and, and just work our tail off, you know, and, and things will come together. Well, I mean, I, we have the pieces. Well, I, look, man, uh it's important for you to ball out, James, to show that people from Georgia don't have to play for the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL. You're you're really striking <laughs> a blow here. I think it's an important yeah. r- road that you're on, James, you know? Yeah, um, that's what I'm trying to do. You okay. know? I'm also a winner. I won it on every level. No, I'm a Michigan guy. I'm aware of the, the you, you won at every <laughs> level, James. Um, I'm very, very, very yeah. – <laughs> I think we've established uh, on your first appearance on this show that you destroyed my New Year's Eve uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, sure. <laughs> You know, shattered it completely. Caused me to drink a little bit more that night, but it's okay. Uh, I reveled. I reveled. Um, what can What can you tell me about Stetson Bennett um, here in Los Angeles and his ability to potentially ball out in the NFL? Give me that one, James. Um, you know, it's just an opportunity. If it, if it presents itself, I feel like he's going to make it to the best of his ability, and I and I feel like he's a great player and a great leader. Um, you know, he also a winner. So, I mean, and he's smart. So, you know, all that coming together and, and him just learning the system and just taking each and every day and and, and working hard, he could be the he could be one of the best NFL quarterbacks. Well, I mean, and again, because so many folks believe and um, that somebody has to look and have the physical attributes of say your quarterback to succeed in the NFL, and that ain't Stetson. So, how do you respond to that? What do you say to that, James? I mean, I mean, he's a football player, and when he get a shot, you come see it. Okay, very good. Um, so, it's a three-peat for the Georgia Bulldogs this year. Let me write that one down. Do I write that one down? Well, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you guys play Alabama every single year <laughs> in the regular season? What's up with that? How many times do you play Alabama in the regular season, James? In the I regular, I remember one. One time in the regular season. Mm. See, yeah. yeah, I mean, what what's up with that? I mean, guys, I guess what, you're not natural rivals? Would you consider Alabama your natural no. rival? No. No? I consider Auburn. Auburn is your natural rival, not Alabama. Yeah. Huh. No. Okay. I'm going to write that one down. I, I, I think you might hear for some people on that one. So Alabama's not the natural rival of Georgia Bulldog football. I don't, I don't really think so. Okay. Why? Because, like, coming into that game, I mean, you have your, your antennas up because you know you're playing Alabama in the statement. Yeah. But, like, Auburn, it's like, it's like an old-school rivalry, like, versus Auburn and Georgia. So okay. it's like. Not Florida? Not the, not the cocktail party in Jacksonville? Not Florida. I say Florida. Matter of fact, I I could say between Florida and, 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 and Auburn. Okay, I like it. James Cook, I appreciate the time. Um, I'm I'm really um, thrilled to hear about your commencement address next Tuesday because again, I'm I'm being told that the the school Harlem Renaissance High School didn't have the funds to go pay somebody to speak to the class, and you're doing it out of your own uh, goodwill. Um, and I think that's awesome. Yes, and I look forward to that. Appreciate you, man. Right back at you, James Cook. Let's chat. Let's chat soon. Let's chat again soon. All right, man. Okay. Thank you for having me on the show. You got it. That's number four, and don't take it from him, in your program number one in the hearts of Buffalo Bills running back fans and Buffalo Bills fans, James Cook. Auburn. I would say Florida, but. How is it not Alabama? They're the ones that stand in their way.
They're the ones that, that are on their their peers. That they're the ones that are on their par. Like, what are we talking about? You need to get off of this. No, I'm not getting off it. I'm not. <laughs> and I know, I know I'm out of my Big Ten lane. I get it. Yeah. I totally know. Georgia-Florida is the rivalry. I get it. They play every year. And the world's co- in Jacksonville, world's largest yeah. cocktail party. I've heard of it. Although I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore. Why? I don't think they call it that anymore. Oh, well. Um, yeah, they're not in Georgia. Oh, I'm from a different era. Uh, <sighs> you got to move on. Okay, thanks for I'm much. happy that you play Ohio <laughs> State every year. And Michigan State. Well, who's your rival? Yeah. Oh, Ohio State. Really? Yeah. Not the the school you share a state with? Nope. Okay. Nuh-uh. And Michigan State fans know that. That upsets them. Greatly. Because, because they, what Michigan they, is, their, is rival. their rival. Correct. Right. And then we turn around and say, that's nice. <laughs> and that upsets them. That's, that's why, you know, their coach finds it funny when they all lock arms together and walk through Michigan warming up and knock one of the players over, and he acts all like, oh, we didn't know we did that. That's why that happens, and Mel Tucker, you know, but you were probably shuts down players from appearing on this way. show. That's what it's like from them to this seat. And we turn around and say, okay, got it. <laughs> That's nice, because we got a big game in November. That's the one. What? <laughs> Am I not speaking truth here? I, I don't know. Okay. In I, the same way, clearly, I, I don't I'm understand. I, I mean, I've, why been, I've been explaining this to you for like takes two or three their years. Coach from Alabama and turns their program into one that, so far, more successful. Than Alabama. So just because they took that coach, they should play each other now every year? Damn <laughs> straight. What? Damn straight. Here's why. Here's, there, as you know, way, we're I know the reason, we're reimagining. I know the reason why you want them to play each we're other. We're reimagining. In the season, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is not a me thing. Yes, it is. It's yes, not a me thing. Is. You want them to play each other in the regular season, so the loser is basically out. No. Which makes it easier for Michigan to then somehow make the Final Four, in which you will get embarrassed like you have every single time you've made the Final <laughs> Excuse Four. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. May I now speak? Well, you, have, I mean, you, you now, can't refute what I'm saying. I am absolutely going to refute what you're saying. I'm absolutely going to refute what you're saying. <laughs> Michigan has not, even in its remarkable run that Michigan has been on. Notice I didn't say we because I don't suit up for them. Michigan. <laughs> you might as well. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Them and the Jets. No, nah, they don't need they don't need, my, they don't need me suiting up. You Look. You've seen my 40. I'm not winding up on the wall of the locker room. Let's put it that way. That's Brady's turf. Okay. But Michigan has not shown the ability to be better than Georgia or Alabama right now. We're better. We're more improved. We've beaten our rival two years in a row, which is amazing. But it's a new world, too. Georgia losing to Alabama or Alabama losing to Georgia during the regular season it's not going to knock them out of the playoffs now. There's well, going to be eight, it, 12 teams now. When it now. goes to 12. Correct. Yeah, That's what matter. I'm saying. It's a new oh world God. right now. It's just that this is where it comes to me and my problem is my school must play its blood rival and, as it turns out, best team in the conference other than them. Because you're in the same a division. year in and year out. You're in the same division. Not anymore. It's now going to be a big old mosh pit. There you go. Which to the point now is an issue for a lot of people that Michigan and Ohio State might play each other in back-to-back weeks now because Michigan and Ohio State play the last game of the regular season every year. That might be for nothing because they've already clinched the top Ah, two spots in the conference. So now Michigan and Ohio State might play each other two weeks in a row with the big one being for the Big Ten Championship. So because just stop it's now playing in the regular season and playing the Big no, Ten title. That's for the SEC where it just means more, <laughs> except the two teams that are the best year in and year out in the conference that is reimagining its schedule decide still not important to play each other every year. Because Georgia being a national power is a recent development. Yeah, it's true. True, but now 
We're reimagining everything. But the schedules are made a decade in advance. We'll redo them. You can redo them. Let's <laughs> simply redo them. How, how much do you want the goalpost moved for your argument in this? A lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? But everything that I'm saying is not impossible. It's not impossible. I mean, Michigan. Getting things done in college football is impossible. Michigan plays USC and UCLA together in the first year that yeah. they're both, those two new schools are in the Big Ten, and then they play neither of them the next year. They decided to split them up for Ohio State, where they play one in 2024 and one in 2025. Get it? Still over a two-year span, they play the same number of times. I'm saying that it's new. They're making it up now. They just made it up now. And the now is when Georgia is back-to-back champions of the entire sport. And Alabama's coach is rightfully telling Joel Klatt, you're choosing the teams with the best records, not the teams that are the best to go play. That's now old school. We don't have to worry about that anymore because Georgia and Alabama are going to make it because they're two of the best programs in the sport where arguably the SEC is the best conference in the sport and the two best schools should play each other every year and they have the ability to make that happen now. Let's ride. Where it just means more. We're not going to have conferences soon. In college football. I guess we could sit here and say a meteor could hit us all and none of this matters, but yes. California schools are now in the Big Ten. I know, Conferences are over. I'm saying to you, Georgia and Alabama should play each other every year. And I say they do. Well, they have to, you know, circumstances. In the SEC championship. How is that not good enough for you? Because they don't play each other when during the regular season, and they should. They should. The NFL has first-place teams from the previous year have to play each other the next year in the, the conference. The NFL and college football are not the same. Uh, ask an SEC fan. <laughs> They're not. The, the, NFL's, the NFL's ninth division, They're according to them. Not the same. Okay. Another good chat <laughs> where TJ just sits here and watches us joust. I mean, because Penn State doesn't have a seat at this table. <laughs> Oh, I'm loving it. I'm really... Penn State's going to be good next year. Great. Can't wait to see him. So what's up? Is that it? Yeah. (laughs) Penn State's going to be great next year? Yeah, I think they're preseason top five. Good. We are. Look forward to it. Because we got to play them, too. (laughs) Better beat them. (laughs) Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number two dial. (laughs) Baseball is all freaking out because replay failed it last night. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile, so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
it was 96, and it was the week before the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game. You know, I got to practice. I wasn't feeling well. My back was a little tight, and I told the, the, the trainer, you know, my, my back is not feeling right. He was like, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it. So, you know, we're in practice, and he calls me over a couple of times. Coach Carr. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was like, you know, you're not paying attention. He said, hey, if you're not going to pay attention, then you can just leave. And I turned around. I walked out the field, walked into the locker room, put my clothes back on. I walked to the dorm, and I was like, man, I'm transferring. I'm out of here. You walked out on Coach Carr and Michigan practice, Ohio State week, saying, I'm I'm leaving. I'm gone. Going to Coach Carr's office. You know, he asked me a question. He's like, you think you justified yourself by walking off the field? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't don't think you had to make an example out of me. He was like, you know what? You're not playing this week. I walked back down to Vance Beffer's office. He was like, I told you. (laughs) Just go down there and just apologize. You know what? Picks up the phone. Da, 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 da. I don't know what he's doing. Uh-huh. Miss Woodson, <laughs> I told this boy to go down there and apologize, and that's all he had to do. Here, you talk to him. So I'm talking to my mom. She was like, "What's the, what's the problem?" I'm like, you know, co- um, you know, my coach wants me to go down there, go down there and apologize. I'm like, I'm not apologizing. She was like, Charles. She said, I, I, I understand. I know, I know you're, you're mad and you're angry. She said, if you're not going to apologize for yourself, then do it for me. Oh, boy. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, okay. I get up, I go down. Did it for mom. I did it for mom, man. Apologized to coach. He said, well, you know what? Good, Charles. You're playing this week. And, you know, introduced uh, Charles at his Hall of Fame induction, his mom. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. A replay in Major League Baseball, as you know, they were dragged into it kicking and screaming, right? Dragged into it kicking and screaming, and pretty much every sports league was. Some still are. The NBA, to me, is still way too stingy on replay. And these coaches hold on to their replay challenges like it's uh, the most valuable commodity in the world. They will not use it in the first half. doesn't matter how egregious it is. Save it for the last minute of the game. And and sometimes it's not needed. When you needed it was in the first half when your player picked up a second foul or a third foul or you could have used it to wipe a, a... a field goal off the board, and, you know, that shot came in the final balance of the final score. And they're just way too stingy with it. And I know that would extend the NBA game or whatever, but you get one right, you should get another one in the NBA. And they don't do it. It's just one, and that's it. One and done. Um, and the NFL, I remember, uh, the first owners meeting, league annual meeting, or annual league meeting for the NFL that the NFL Network covered in 2004 at the Breakers Hotel in uh, Palm Beach, Florida. Um, the league voted on replay to make it permanent. In 2004, this century, <laughs> they voted to make it permanent, and that was a big to-do the Raiders abstained because that's what Al Davis always did. And the Bengals, Mike Brown voted against it. And I remember competition against committee it. head Charlie Casserly speaking Casserly. to the owners saying, look, everybody's got it on their new, you know, high definition television sets like at home. Plasma back there. Right? Yeah. Plasma set, right? Plasma. Everybody's got it at home. We might as well use it. If they have it at home, we should have it at the games. And owners were convinced and... And it's still being tinkered with. Rich, you got to do it in Charlie's voice. Yeah, see, we got we to gotta hear. Whatever. <laughs> I always sound like the, the frog from Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse. I'm hey, dating hey. myself, my God. The Marx brother. Cat. But baseball was the one dragged in kicking and screaming, right? And to the point where they just a year ago followed what I was pounding this table for over and over and over again is make the umpire the crew chief. 
at the winky dinky dog of Major League Baseball. <laughs> crew chief. Dinky dog. Go from assistant crew chief to crew chief. <laughs> I mean, I mean. So, baddie, baddie, baddie. great Hollywood shuffle friend yes. over there. Look at you guys. So, make them announce to the crowd what you're explaining. Yeah, that's your big thing, right? Because, you know, they used to come out. And just Country say, Joe West just go, grunt at a bass and go, safe or out. Uh, yeah. Caveman. He no safe. He out. <laughs> so, it all comes down to last night. We're now at the point where baseball replay is being used to challenge whether a rule is being appropriately applied. A player safety rule is being appropriately applied. The Buster Posey rule, if you recall, the great future Hall of Fame catcher, I don't think I'm overstating it, right, of the San Francisco Giants, had his leg basically shattered at home plate, blocking the plate, and they're like, player safety, catchers are no longer allowed to block the plate unless they have possession of the ball already, and you got to give the runner free reign to get to home plate sliding. Within the base bat. Right. right. I'm, I'm generally explaining this rule. Yeah. And last night, Jonah Heim of the Texas Rangers tags out Elvis Andrews of the Chicago White Sox to maintain a 6-6 tie in the eighth inning out at the plate. And the White Sox challenge two things. Did his tag get in in time? And did Heim illegally block the plate? Hit him with the Heim. And they come out of replay and say, Andrews is safe. Not because the tag wasn't applied, but because he blocked the plate. And to me, oh. every single replay, every single snapshot you have... Heim's left foot is on the top right corner of home plate. And the home plate for Andrews is way wide open yeah, for him to hit. that's perfectly legal. That right yes. there, he's on the, he's, he's standing. On the first the, base side. On the first base side, he's in the left-handed hitter's batter's box to the point where he would have been hit by Victor Wembanyama's ceremonial <laughs> first pitch. <laughs> You'd have been beamed in the head. And so, but that's not where his foot was when he slid, though. Well, it was still his foot was on. It was still in a spot where you could, if you're reviewing this, in my estimation, not overturn this thing. Like you're going to give the White Sox a run to take the lead, needing only three more outs to win it. And that's what they did. And Bruce Bochy gets. Ejected. Yeah, I was watching this live, and it was it was nuts. This is what he had to say after the game. Uh, speaking of another guy from San Francisco going to <laughs> going to the Hall of Fame. Ironically, the the manager Buster Posey's manager. Yep. Now with the Rangers, here's Bruce Bochy. For that call to be made, it, I'm dumbfounded. It's absolutely one of the worst calls I've ever seen, uh, and and it was done by replay. I, I just don't get it. Uh, I don't care how many times they'll try to explain it. Uh, you you can't do that uh, in that situation. Uh, it, it's a shame. It's embarrassing, really. You thought he had a clear lane to the play. What oh, did you see on the play? Yeah. I mean, there was never any contact with the catcher. It's a sweet tag. I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I'm just, again, I'm shocked. Uh, you know, uh, Jonah did a great job there. Um, you know, the throw took him to the left a little bit. Sweet tag. I, I, I'm lost on this one. Uh, you know, that's, that's a tough one to take. Two things. First of all, I forgot. Bruce Bochy was great in 1883. He was awesome. <laughs> His voice being Chris He was great. I forgot about that. That's a phenomenal boy. <laughs> His voice is amazing. I think he was Sam Elliott's brother. Right? Is that how you think yeah, it was? I yeah. Think, yeah. <laughs> Secondly, I totally agree with him. But here's my take. These are the eggs you got to break to make the replay omelet. It is not perfect. I'm serious. I am, as you know, a huge advocate for instant replay. And this is what happens 
in Major League Baseball, when you institute replay and you're still, I think they're still working through, I don't know how many years it's been now, but they're still working through it. Now, in the NFL, what's it, the only rule that you can challenge in the NFL to say you didn't call a penalty appropriately is too many men on the field, right? I believe so. There's nothing else. There's not like a player safety rule. And you know I want replay assist in the NFL to fold in picking up a flag on roughing the passer penalties. I want them to fold in throwing a flag on helmet to helmet to help out the officials. But here's an it's just a fascinating case that you can challenge a player safety rule not being properly applied in Major League Baseball. That one I didn't see coming. And I think baseball this year with their new rules, man, oh, man, I did not like the pitch clock idea. Certainly coming in, seeing all the times that we were seeing pitch clock violations in spring training, coming off of that epic World Baseball Classic confrontation between Otani and Trout, and every single pitch that Otani threw to Trout would have been a pitch clock violation. Right. And I still have those concerns. Yeah. But I'm lo- you know I love the lack of a shift. I don't miss that at all. Does anybody miss that guy in short right field? No. Playing third base. By the way, and I don't short th- right I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they banned the shift and now we have a left-handed hitter batting 400. Correct. That is not a coincidence. I agree with you. That Arias can friggin' rake. He's got two hits today. So it's better. And better. replay. The game is better. Replace part of it. It is. Replace part of it. That stunk it, last night. I do not know. Yeah, I, I want to know. It was tough. I want to know how they're like, yeah, we're going to over, over. They overturned a call in something that. I can look at it a million times. You were saying it too, TJ. Like, where was he when he actually applied the tag? But, hey, you can't sit here and say that's conclusive enough to give a go-ahead run to a team that just got wiped out by a great throw and an appropriate tag. Yeah. Were you just watching it again over there? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. You guys are absolutely right. So, but, but, in a tie game. Saying, in a tie game. Yeah. If you want to fix it, like, because the, the number of times I think they should replay, yeah, guy was in the base path running up the first baseline, mm-hmm. you know, he's not in that lane and that, and the number of times umpires will just say, yeah, no, you're wrong. After looking at it again, mm-hmm. it infuriates me. And now I'm seeing this, which is kind of similar, although it's not a player safety rule, whether you're in the, in the lane or not, running the first from home plate. But to instant to replay a player safety rule, which this is, and inappropriate over apply it to overturn a run is infuriating, but it is replay should be in Major League Baseball. I firmly believe it. I've had a bigger issue this year with the home plate umpiring. It's tough when you see a ball that's a, a whole ball and a half outside of the box, and it's called a strike. You're I like, feel for these. Like, what I, are we doing, brother? I feel for them because they're these Twitter accounts that are like, "This was the most egregious missed pitch, five point five three inches off home plate," like, and it's there for it's tweeting perfect. out for everyone to see. Everyone to see yeah. immediately. Uh, that's why I think they're going to automate this stuff. They're gonna. Right, we're heading towards that. It's coming, and that's going to be another big adjustment. Big time. How about AI refs? AI refs. AI refs. AIR. Dude. AIR. Or umps. AIU. Okay. There you have it. Bruce Bochy was great in 1883. (laughs) I mean, you've got to give it up for him. How many packs of Marlboros do you think that guy smoked? Uh, So much brown liquor and (laughs) and nicotine. Let's take a break. Let's take a break because there is, on the day before the NBA draft, a major red flag about one of the top prospects <laughs> available Thursday night. And trade rumors right now. Oh. <laughs> no. We'll be right back. <laughs>
Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on over there? What's happening? You got to turn your mic on, audio uh, executive. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was just. What do you got? No, I got. Oh. I'm going to the airport tomorrow. What are you going to the airport tomorrow? Uh, I'm doing the playoff game for the USFL on Sunday. Oh, Fox. so and you're I, leaving town? Yes. You're leaving on and a the jet next plane. It's going to be a rough week for me. Yeah. Oh, so you, so Felly's going to be here Friday. You get Felly to get out. Fella Friday. How many Fella days next? He's only got. We don't. It's. Uh, I'm doing the Gold Cup, so I don't know when. What I'll is the Gold like, Cup? Gold Cup's a big soccer, like pre uh, uh, World Cup thing. I've Go, done a, hold on, let me write this down. It, Gold Cup <laughs> is a big soccer <laughs> pre World thing, Cup rich, thing. Again, thing, rich yeah. thing. The hands worry about mixing. Chris, I don't can you look the up the actual official description of the Gold <laughs> Cup and see if it's one of those I've, that I've big soccer pre World Cup thing? Yeah, if, any of those words? Hold on a minute. Big. Soccer pre-World Cup thing. 2023. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Wait, yep, stop, yep, stop. Yep. Big soccer pre-World Cup thing. How many words of the, how many of those words are in the official description Chris is about to read? Uh, I'd say World Cup. World Cup. It's not even soccer. Soccer. No, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go I'd soccer. I'm gonna say three. No. I'd say Three, two? Bro. Three. So two, uh, over, under, two and a half, you take the under? I'll take the under. I'll take the over. Okay. Chris? When are you doing this? This is next week? Starts next week. Gold yeah. Cup, the official description of the Gold Cup is what? The 2023 CONCACAF Gold Cup. Yes. That's the description. <laughs> There's no description of what it is somewhere? Oh, it's the uh, the, bi- the Biennial International Men's Football Championship Football. of the North Central American and Caribbean region organized by CONCACAF. So the words big soccer pre-World Cup thing, Not even none of them are in there. Zero. 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 Wow. Damn straight you did. Yeah, yeah. I should never right. go over again. Yeah. It's in the United should States never go against Canada. the Price is Right guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. For those listening, wow. you just missed a great segment on our uh, <laughs> Roku oh, channel segment. Wow. Okay. Big soccer World Cup. <laughs> we just had our soccer <laughs> segment. Guys are out of your mind. We just had the World Cup. The World Cup's not for another three years. No, I know. I, I said pre. It's pre. pre. It's a pre. pre. It's a pre. pre. It's a pre. Pre. It's before, yeah, it's before, the, before, it's before the World Cup. Well, actually, it's before the World Cup. World Cup is here in three years. It is. I know. And Mexico and Canada. I'll it's be working. Places. I can't it's wait. Be great. Be it's fun. big. Where I'm going. It's a world. It's a. It's, it's a, a. It's big, a big, big soccer, soccer World thing. Cup thing. Brockman, by the way, Brockman, <laughs> if you get into tickets for that and you don't sell them for SoFi, you're going to be. You want to talk? You can buy a house. <sighs> All, right, well, All right. Let's talk about something important. Okay. okay. NBA draft. Victor yes. Wembanyama. Draft. First overall pick. Yeah, there's no question. It's already done. Honestly, locked, loaded, in. locked. Finished. Jersey stitch. Big question. It's like minus a million. Big question wow. after that. Who's number two? Oh, big question. Does Charlotte take Scoot Henderson? Mm, the odds have flipped that. recently. Or does Charlotte take Brandon Miller? Yeah, it's trending that way, Rich. Grind. They're, they're, they're going to grind maybe to the last second. Michael oh, yeah. Jordan involved in the decision. Okay. Even though he sold majority stake. And this is important. Very. Brandon Miller, moments ago, asked 
at his media availability. This is amazing. By, let me get this correct, uh, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson of Bally Sports Network. A question. I, I like the question. The answer is so <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> I have to rethink Brandon Miller's draft status. Rich, we're on, we on the same page. Okay, I mean, we have the to. Same page. The answer is nothing <laughs> short of, with all due respect to the individual involved, alarming. Well, it sounds like disrespect. Here we go. Roll it. You said you were wearing black and red at the draft, right? Jordan wore black and red as a member of the Bulls. Here's my question, unrelated to that. You're young. Older people, young people often have this LeBron and Michael conversation. I'm not going to ask you who's the greatest because that's old. But because you've been in Michael's presence and because you grew up liking LeBron, as a young person, do you feel like that conversation is just overdone? No, because I, I actually don't uh, think LeBron is, you know, the goal of basketball. I think my goal of basketball is Paul George. And, you know, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. I am without speech. Oh. <laughs> I am without speech. Hey, Paul George is a good basketball player. Paul George is a very good, ba- very Paul good basketball player. Paul George is an basketball player excellent alive. basketball player. Top 30, probably? Yeah. He's one of the best basketball players in the world. Better than LeBron? LeBron James? Yes. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, no. Hey. Playoff P. Hey, even uh, playoff P. A pandemic even P. Pand- <laughs> Palmdale P. Palmdale P. All of them together. The go to basketball above LeBron okay. James. Let me tell you or something, folks. I know how good Kobe. Brandon Miller is. I understand what is happening. But Michael Jordan. That Michael. One. Not just Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Anybody named Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Maybe anybody named Michael or, or Jordan. Jordan. Okay. Okay. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. They know. Michael Jeffrey. What Brandon Miller just said is a major red flag. And if I'm in a room evaluating talent and my job's on the line, my job status on the line, my franchise's future. Your children's college fund is on the line. (laughs) Is on the line. I got to turn my back on him. I got to turn my back on him. Godfather style? Goodfella style. That's so crazy. How crazy is it? Even LeVar Ball says that's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if I want to play him with LaMelo. Even LeVar. And when you lose, I win. <laughs> Even the guy who apparently took on Jordan. Yeah, one on Said he could beat him one on one. Even the guy who came up with the big baller brand shoe is saying, that's nuts. Lonzo did good. Ow. <laughs> big baller, man, we hit stay. 10%. Do you, do you factor this into your thinking tomorrow uh, night when you're on the clock? See, there has to be some reason, right? Well, he loves him. He loves him. He grew up. He says to me, I love him. Second, third cousins that they attend the same elementary school. Loving Paul George. He's been a big fan of Paul George ever since he was a baby. Big baller brand. We here to stay. Probably (laughs) models his game after Paul George. Could be. There's similar build. Absolutely understandable. So there's a report. So Scoot was the favorite for the number two pick. Then Brandon Miller went back in second workout with the Hornets. Now suddenly he's the favorite. Sure. We need a third workout tonight with just a simple explanation. You know the end of back to school where Rodney Dangerfield has to give that oral oh, yeah. uh, test, the oral just presentation? We need that, but the explanation of why Paul George is your GOAT, and then that will decide if you're the second pick or not. I'm in. I'm up for it. Can't lie to you, Dean Martin. Jim Gray, Jim Gray hosts. Jim Gray hosts. <laughs> and, then, an and then we don't get an answer. Until, the, until two minutes two left. Minute 58. <laughs> We get the answer. Yes. Let's put him in the... Another decision. Let's put him in the checkerboard yes. shirt. 
He let's takes some, his talents too. Let's get some kids behind him. High Director's school. chairs. High school auditorium. <laughs> An empty gym in Charlotte. Something. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, Brandon. Hey, you guys were talking about how B. John Robinson and Tyreek Hill came up with their top five running backs of all time. Jim Brown's not on it. Emmett's not on it. It's a different era. We're old. We are old. That is true. We are old. It's going to be tough. But at least we're on the cutting edge. We're on a streaming platform that's rising like a bullet. We're here to educate these kids. We're we're old school and new school. We're on terrestrial radio. We're on satellite radio. We're on streaming radio. And we're on the Roku channel streaming. Oh, baby. Burn, this is what we're burn, doing. Like disco and fur. All right. So you, what, you got a trade? Rum, wow, rumors. Going rumors, out the door? Rumor season is hot. Okay, what do we got? Shams, one minute ago. Wizards, Celtics, Clippers, in strong talks on a trade. Oh, Chris Paul. That would send Porzingis to Boston. Ah. Marcus Morris and draft picks to Washington. Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers. So, like so Chris Paul's not involved? Chris Paul not involved. Uh, I don't like that. I like Porzingis. I like that big three. Oof. Wait a minute. So all all the all the Celtics have to do is give up Malcolm Brogdon and maybe some draft compensation and, yeah, and, well, and you taking get Porzingis? On, for yeah, Zingas? taking on Porzingis has got a big contract. Who cares? I don't care. I like that big three. <laughs> I like that. Brown. Tatum, Tatum. Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Marcus Smart. Still got Gallinari. Oh boys, the Wizards are just the Wizards are just having a sale. <laughs> They're having a sale, and so did the Clippers not want Chris Paul? They didn't just say throw in Chris Paul in this deal. Uh, I don't know what the deal is, man. Ballmer has so Chris Paul. Like the, so, the Lakers will be like, sure, okay. Well, Chris Paul's going to get bought out. And then you can get Chris Paul on a much more friendly deal. Or they're going to hold on to him and get and get something for him. You know the Lakers want him. What are you going to just let them let him walk to Los Angeles? Yeah, you can't do that. You should not do that. No. That's what I'm saying. You should not do that. He, he is significant oh, value. Run the Lakers don't have a lot of picks to give up. Porzingis, Wick saying, you know, Wick saying, I got more money uh, wherever that came from. Here we go. Scratch, scratch a check, Wick. Oof. Is that enough to beat Miami or? You could have used them against we really Miami. The problem is Malcolm Brogdon got hurt in the Miami series, yeah. which has that, been that his wasn't MO. that wasn't the reason why you went down. Well, gave away game one and two had ten point leads. Okay, that's true. Reopen old wounds. Thank you. I didn't mean to. Wow, yeah. going out the door, going out the door. Porzingis to the Celtics. Malcolm Brogdon, not Chris Paul from Washington yeah, to the my Clippers. My initial reaction was no. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Brogdon I, is I nice. just got done talk, hyping up Brogdon to yesterday. Year, and he's you know? now a teammate of the greatest of all time. Paul George. Palmdale P. <laughs> Brandon Miller's goat of basketball. Yeah. Is it Jordan? Is it LeBron? Is it, you know, if you want to go old school, you can even go older. He's got a slide on that, man. Wait, wait, slide and what? Out of the top five. Totally. I'm not going to let him slide on his take. Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. You got a pa- you got a hard pass. Kids these days, though, you know. Kids these days. They don't know Malcolm Brogdon, teammate of the GOAT. They don't know nothing. Paul George. <laughs> we can go home now. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs>